0: Hey, welcome back. We are going to continue with the theme that we started yesterday with regards to listener emails. We've been receiving an onslaught of really wonderful emails that um, honestly makes Julie and I a little emotional. We, and some, most of you guys email them to both of us, but we've received some that are just way too personal to read them on the podcast. But the influence that you guys have allowed us to have on your lives um, is really incredibly, I don't know how to even describe how it makes us feel. I just really, I'm in sincere appreciation um, to all of you for allowing Julie and I the honor and the pleasure of being your coaches, or (laughs) maybe we're not your coaches yet, but the honor and pleasure of being your podcast hosts. I mean, it it, it, it just is a profound thing. And um, yeah, so, Look, if you guys want us to talk on a topic, if you want us to focus on something, if there's a challenge you're having in your business and sometimes personal life, I want you to always remember to email it to Julie and I, Tim at com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. And um, chances are whatever is troubling you is troubling one of the other tens of thousands of other daily podcast listeners. So send it to us. 99.9% of the time we've coached. a billion agents through whatever that exact particular challenge is that you're having. And um, we could give you some helpful advice, hopefully, to help you move your business and your personal life forward. And uh, hey, Julie, welcome to today's podcast.
1: Yes, thank you. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I got some interesting emails as well. One of the things that I'm developing for Premier Coaching came from an existing Premier client uh, because the topic of having English as a second, third, or fourth language and being in real estate – Um, came up and we were talking about, um, you know, we have a lot of immigrant clients and different ways that they are working their community. It came out in the premier coaching call that I can't remember exactly. uh, Let's see. I think it was a West African client who lives in LA and has found through meetup.com and other resources, people that are from his same community. And he's going to do a, how to buy a home in the U S buyer seminar which I thought was a great idea, you know, because you don't just naturally know how to do stuff when you move from country to country. So that's something I'm developing for premier coaching clients. And we may do that on a podcast, but that came directly from an email from one of our listeners. So it's all good.
0: Well, you know, you did touch on something really kind of fascinating there. Um, There are a ton of new Americans, uh, first generation uh, folks getting into real Mm -hmm. estate and getting real estate licenses. And, I really enjoy talking to some of them because they have a perspective on the opportunity that is selling real estate that a lot of Americans don't have and I'll tell you what it is is they are not complacent some of the most successful not look you're you guys are going to see more and more across the country not just on the coast but across the country you're going to see more and more of uh you know really very focused, drilled-down people with strange names with lots of, you know, that <laughs> you, you've never that heard is. of before. They're not going to be like Tim and Julie Harris. They're going to be all these sort of weird yeah. names with 47 letters, the, and they're going to be the most dominant agents in the marketplace because they seize the opportunity that is selling real estate, and they realize that it's a uh, a job that there's a direct correlation between your effort and results, and they love that because it's a simple equation to understand. It's the same exact thing and the same exact reason that Julie guy and I got into real Real estate forever ago um, but it is interesting to me to see how in the past really I think 12 years maybe there's been a lot of agents who have gotten into the business who have never really learned how to work hard in the things that matter. Okay, Now, that's very important because all of you guys right now are going to say, I'm working hard, but you're not working hard in the things that matter. The things that matter are the things that you already know you should be doing, but you're not doing. And I'll give you an example when I say this, and it's really, really important. And Julie and I never pull punches on this podcast. So it's really important that you understand What I'm telling you is the real honest God bottom line truth. I'm going to give you some rules that you should run your professional life by. Number one, if you're not doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do at the highest level every single day for a scheduled amount of time. It does not have to be for 14 hours a day. It can be for two or three hours a day. It can be for one hour a day. If you're not doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do at the highest level – for a scheduled amount of time every single day, you will not make it in this business. Number two, if you're not putting yourself in a position, which is similar to what I just said, to hear the word no at least five times a day, you will not make it in this business. If you Number three, if you're not doing proactive lead generation, if you're not literally putting yourself a member, these points are all building on each other – If you're not putting yourself in a position every single day to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level, hear no at least five times a day, and be a proactive lead generator that's picking up the phone, if you're not doing those three things every single day, you will not make it in this business. Because the competition now from these first-generation Americans who are Absolutely not going to be lazy and complacent from the technologists who are going to uh, essentially take advantage of agents' laziness and complacency and lack of skill and wanting to avoid real work. You know, If you're buying your leads, you're not going to make it. If your business is based solely on centers of influence and past clients, chances are you're not going to make it. You know what I'm telling you is the truth. If you're not doing proactive lead generation, and yes, I mean learning the skills to go after the sellers who have their hands in the air right now in your marketplace saying, For the love of God, help me sell my house <laughs> you know, I I always I, I cannot stop laughing at the simple ironic truth. You guys will pay sometimes thousands of dollars for leads. You do. You waste obscene amounts of money buying leads From companies like Zillow, and yet leads are free. They're free everywhere. Everywhere there's free leads. There's free buyer leads. There's free seller leads. Any place in America right now, if you were to drop one of my, like Heath Moulton up in Iowa, he has a great prospector. I've coached him forever. If I were to take Heath Moulton, who only knows how to pick up the phone, and I were to take him and I were to drop him down in your market and I were to give him a list of expireds, it would take him probably about 90 days without having any previous market knowledge to become one of the most dominant listing agents in that particular market. How do I know what I'm saying is true? Because we have many coaching clients who, can, who uh, have literally moved. Julie and I moved. We, we're from Ohio. We've lived all over the country. We're thinking about living internationally. You guys can do the same thing when you have skill sets that are portable. When you know that you can pick up the phone wherever you are and you can basically have a skill set that's going to be compelling enough that people are going to realize that you are the solution to the problem that they have, you are the problem solver that they wish that they had hired in the first place when it comes to expires, and they will list the house with you. Guys, I do not care what happens to the economy, what happens to your housing market, what happens to interest rates, what happens to the technology companies, the I buyers, and whatever the flavor of worry is next month. It does not matter. When you have a skill set that makes it so that you can go anywhere in the country – Anywhere in most of the world, and you can call. For example, unrepresented owners, aka Fisbos. When you can call expireds. When you like in the United States, there's like 30 different sources of listing leads. I just picked those because everybody knows what they are. And you can pick up the phone and you can call and you can get that business. Oh, Tim! I, look, now let's look. Look at all your the the inferior, lower level of thinking types out there. That is totally and completely audacious what I just said. Okay, but be a little offended to, so you get the point. You are filling your head with all the reasons why you do not want to be seen as a salesperson. I do not want to be seen as a salesperson because I have all these reasons why. My ego, my this, my other thing. Well, get out of the business, honestly. Just You shouldn't be in the business. You should literally go do something else. Well, Tim, listen. I hear what you, Julian and Julie, say every day, and I hear you guys, you know, railing on how you should build profitable businesses and how product, your product in your real estate practice or any business, by the way, should be profit. I don't think of it that way. I just want to get into business for altruistic reasons. I just want to help people. I love to sell real estate. Da, 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 da. Okay, good. I want you to do your uh, get into another industry where you can use. Your wonderful nature to be of service to more people. Go and get involved in a charity. Go do charity work. Go to some part of the world that needs people because the world does need people like you. But in real estate, this is not a way, this is not a, uh, you should not be taking a non business approach to this business because if you do think like that, you're going to do a substandard job for your sellers in particular, but also your buyers. What do I mean by that? When you have a profit motive, Capitalism here, folks, when you have a profit motive you are and you're accepting the fact that you're, you're, your competition is your competition, okay? This sort of touchy-feely idea that your only competition is yourself is bullshit. Your competition is the other agent that you're competing against to get that listing contract signed because there's only one commission check or two if it's a co-op, right? So there are real things in this world, real words in this world called competition, Yes, you have to get better, but you have to learn how to compete and beat and dominate your competition in your marketplace. That is just a fact. I'm sorry if, again, that offends you or if that flies in the face of some of the touchy-feely stuff that basically people have come to believe that you have to believe in order to be successful in business and personal life. What I'm telling you is the truth that you innately know is the truth. Intuitively, you know it's the truth. So my suggestion to all of you is accept the fact that real estate is a business. And you will become very wealthy in this business, provided you do have a mindset of service, provided you, do have a, you realize that your product is profit, that you realize those three points I made earlier are the, way you, are the governing standards in which you should run your business by. So when I hear from new agents... And they're asking me for advice. What they're really asking me for is they're asking me for a silver bullet. They're asking me for a shortcut. That's what they're asking me for. When I get agents that are calling us and they're saying, you know, Tim, I've got this, the other thing, they're just looking for shortcuts. And we always tell them the same thing. You have to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. You're going to have to put yourself in a position to hear the word no at least five times a day. You're going to have to get your head straight about the fact that if you do not have in your mind profit as your product, you will not make any profit. If you do not have a prime directive in your business that you will make 50 60 75% profit on every real estate transaction you do, you will spend it all on dumb shit that has inundated this business, especially in the last 12 to 15 years. The brandings, the logos, the websites, the team building, the expansion team building, the moving trucks, the balloons, all this other stuff. You will spend all of your profit, and you'll have no profit left. I have a new coaching client um, – his name is Chuck, and I know he listens. I will not use his last name. Chuck sold a, a, almost between 150 and 200 houses last year, $43 million in sales volume. He has one assistant, and he does no marketing. He does no advertising. The dude, Chuck, doesn't even have a website. How does he do it? Awesome. How does he do it? Oh, what's his hack? How is he actually making that much money? The guy is saving a million dollars per year. How is he doing it? There must be some sort of secret referral program. Maybe he's a Zillow secret handshake agent. No, guys. He's picking up the damn phone. He's doing the real work. That's what you should be doing too. Please don't be confused about what I'm saying because what I'm telling you is the truth. Look, there is no profit motive for me to tell you what I just told you. There's no, I get no benefit from telling you what I just told you, do I? I'm not trying to sell you a CRM or a 27-step lead follow-up program or a logo service or a website. I'm not trying to sell you anything with regard that – I'm telling you the truth. Once you have the skills, you make your skills better, but there is no profit motive with what I'm trying to tell you. I mean, I want you to join our coaching program, obviously, but what I'm really wanting you to do is be financially independent. What I really want you to be rich is where your money works for you. You no longer work for your money. That's what drives Julie and I when we talk to people. That's our true north. If you want to know what's going on in the back of our minds when we're doing this podcast, when we're talking to you individually, when we have you guys, those of you guys who are crazy enough to be one of Julie and I's personal coaching clients or if you are joining any of our other coaching programs, that's what we're thinking about. How can we help this person clear out their bullshit head junk so that they can one day not have to be dependent on earning anymore where basically they're rich and the, where their money works for them and they no longer work for their money? That is the, that's the software that's running in the back of Julie and I's brains. That is what we think is the most important thing that we bring to you as a coach. Julie?
1: Yes, well, nice segue. We're talking today about saying yes it would be my pleasure to help you, and not saying, oh, that's not really my cup of tea, or maybe, you know, I'm going to refer that to somebody. I'm not going to learn that. I'm going to be of service instead. So I'm going to read an email from someone who gave me permission to use his email on the podcast, but wants some level of anonymity. So we'll just say this is Agent M.R. from the tropics of Florida, and he will know who he is. Okay, so this is from an existing Premier Coaching client. I think this does a couple of things. This demonstrates his willingness to implement and to say, yes, I'm going to get a little bit out of my wheelhouse and I'm going to be of service to take that risk. And I think it also shows some of the stuff that we do in Premier Coaching. And I have to be – well, let me read the email first. Okay, so, hello, Julie. I've been trying to get on the coaching call for a couple of days to thank you in person. Remember, we do premier coaching every single day, but haven't had the chance to do it. I'm a new agent, and I just paid for my second month of coaching. During that time, I've come to terms that I was unnecessarily stubborn out of ignorance. Thank you and Tim for opening my eyes. But this is not what I wanted to thank you for. About a week ago, one of my friends working for a large group of real estate investors came to me asking for, quote, Opportunity Zone commercial inventory in my town. His group is ready to move quickly and is all cash. Now, get this. If I had not been listening to you or Tim, I would have probably said, quote, I'm not familiar with commercial or some other dumb excuse. But for for two months now, I've been working on my expired residential business model. It's getting there slowly. But my confidence talking to sellers has increased tremendously. So, here's the punchline, the next day. Rather than calling on residential expired listings, I decided to call expired commercial listings. No kidding, on the second call, I came across a for sale by owner, so I decided to go for it and use the for sale by owner script. By the end of the call, I had not only scheduled a listing appointment with him, but he also said he was bringing his neighbor who has been trying to sell as well. I received over $15 million worth of listings last night in my inbox Who would have thought that my very first listing would not be one, but two listings totaling such an amount? Things seem to be going well. When this closes, I'll be flying to Austin to see my mom and buying you a nice dinner. Thank you, Tim and Julie. So thank you, Agent MR in the tropics of Florida, for setting the bar so high and being an example. Here's somebody – I mean, how many uh, grizzled veteran agents wouldn't have done that? This is a newer agent saying – yeah, you know what? I learned about this. He mentions this thing, opportunity zone. Okay. So, a couple of days ago on a coaching call, one of our other coaching clients brought up the fact that she had a commercial lead that was quite significant. You mean on your I, on hey, the premier coaching listen. call. Yeah. Right, on the Go premier
0: ahead. coaching call. Right. So, just so in case, well, they need to know cuz you're you're speaking to your you're you're, you're preaching to yep. your choir right preaching now, which is great cuz you know, we want to take better but care of the best podcast. care of our clients. Right, exactly. So listen, those of you who are not in uh, the Premier Coaching uh, Program, the Premier Coaching Co- Program has a daily semi private coaching call run by Julie, where you basically can have a direct conversation with her asking whatever your question is. Most people will go and listen and learn from other people's questions, which is fantastic, but in essence, it's like a daily mastermind call with what was, you know, Julie's been referred to as the number one coach in the nation. So, duh. And by the way, the Premier Coaching Program, if you want to join, is incredibly affordable. It's a daily coaching call. It's all of the content in our coaching program. It's listing presentations, buyer presentations, pre-listing packs, scripts, objection handlers, complete real estate systems, just everything. If you want to learn how to work with luxury, if you want to work short sales, REOs, distressed, it doesn't matter. It's all in the Premier Coaching Program. It is the accumulation and the culmination of decades-long worth of work, and the content's always being updated. So that is what Premier Coaching is. If you want to learn about Premier Coaching, it's the easiest way for you to elevate and really accelerate your success in this business. It's for it. You know, we have a lot of new agents that join it, which I wish that was available for us when Julie and I got in the business forever ago. You know, it's a no-brainer, but a lot of you who have skipped the steps of actually learning how to be a successful business owner and entrepreneur, you need to enroll in Premier. Hold on, Tim, I've been in real estate for five years. Well, how many houses have you sold in the five years that you've been in real estate? Okay, I've sold 20. Where did that real estate come from? Where did those deals come from? My centers of influence and past clients. So you have a luck-based business. You need to get in Premier so you can learn to create a business that's not dependent on luck. I mean, come on, people, you know this, you know everything I'm saying is true. I'm sorry if sometimes I say it in ways that are slightly offensive. I'm trying to make you laugh at yourself, because then you can, when doing so, you'll break through your own barriers of resistance, and you will laugh at yourself where you're holding yourself back. That's the reason I do it. I have to say things sometimes that maybe I wouldn't feel comfortable saying in real life because I'm trying to help you cut through your own bullshit because when you then can see the bullshit being called out, you then can laugh at yourself. And once you do that, you can move past it. You guys get it? So listen, if you want to learn more about Premier Coaching, which all of you obviously do, it's simple. Just text the word Harris. H a r r i s. Why do I say X, Julie? I'm like I get retarded when I'm saying X. Text the word Harris. Sound like it's a new word for me. It shouldn't be, right? Text no, the I'm word right. Harris. H a r r i s. To 31996. So just text the word Harris to 31996. You'll be entitled to a coaching call with one of our new member coaches. But in addition to that, you're also going to be given six free books. The book that is the one that everyone always emails us about thanking us for is the Real Estate Treasure Map. It's the fill-in-the-blank business and life plan. You get that You get that literally for free. All you've got to do is text the word Harris to 31996, and in doing so, you'll be given uh, an opportunity to schedule a coaching call through our new member coaches, and just for doing that, you're going to get the uh, six books to download. So, yes, don't wait. Text the word Harris to 31996. Ms. Harris? (laughs) Ms.
1: (laughs) Harris? Yes, so our topic is how are you – handling things that are out of your wheelhouse? Are you saying yes it'd be my pleasure and then figuring it out, like the agent whose email we just read? Or are you, you know, being immune to opportunity? So here's some introspective questions for you. How limited is your business? Is it limited by the types of people you're working with? Are you so addicted to the personality style profiles that you mesh with only certain types of people? Is it limited How about by the Or maybe you only work with referrals. Yeah. I,
0: I remember that when I became real popular in the 90s, you know, and it was a great marketing thing. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to crap on the idea. It was a great marketing no. thing, but oh, it good. was it was kind of funny because these agents would walk around and they say they work by referral only or they're only, you know, you, you that's the but of course they work with anybody that came up to them. But then they hand out this card and okay. and you know it's like oh sorry I guess I'm not going to be working with you because I mean it was confusing. Agents weren't referred.
1: Yes, but the, exactly but buttons. how many of
0: you have come how many of you have come across to julie 's point how many of you have come across sellers even in this crazy market that can 't make their house payment? and who are three months behind, who foreclosure notices are looming, and you don't know how to do a short sale, so you're just moving on, because you don't know actually how to help that person. By the way, that wouldn't even be a short sale if they have equity. That's called a short payoff, when we teach you how to do that in the coaching program. I mean, so you guys, if you're saying no to anybody, you are not in alignment with your highest and truest purpose on this planet, which is being of service to other people. You have to say yes, and then you need to go back and figure out how to do it. And if you find out that it's too thorny for you, whatever it is, or if it, you know, whatever doesn't pan out, you then need, you can then back out. But you need to not put yourself in this pigeonhole where you say, I only work with buyers. Oh, uh, here's the other one I see. I only work with sellers over a million dollars. Okay. Good luck with that. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye.
1: That works out.
0: These these aren't business, these aren't (laughs) the thoughts that business people have. Julie?
1: No. Well, so is it limited by the zip codes or MLS area codes that you're just cozy with? Some of you guys only work your own backyard, quite literally, okay? Is it limited by the types of transactions you're able to handle? Residential, commercial, leases, lots, land, new construction. You know, I brought this up with one of my elite clients before this podcast because he does, they already sell over 400 homes a year, and he's a broker, okay? So he does these team huddles and mini coaching sessions with his um, people every week. And I was putting him on the spot saying, What is out there in your voicemail, email, text, you know, referrals, stuff like that, that you haven't yet said yes to because it's a little bit out of your wheelhouse? And much to my surprise, actually, because he's he's not that guilty of this problem, but he said, you know what, you're making me think of something. I said, what is that? Well, I have an opportunity to list 20 lots just over the state border that I'm not licensed in and get all the new construction business it's going to be potentially 70 homes between 250 and 325,000. Okay, this is only a 24-minute drive. So, he said, "You know what? Why don't I just go ahead and get licensed in that state and say, yes, it would be my pleasure to handle that subdivision for you." Okay? So, there you go. One coaching call or later and there's more
0: or, or but the or other co-list move it. the other move might be Yeah, yeah co list it. That'd be the easy button. Yes, definitely co list it. Absolutely. That's what I would suggest. But you don't do. don't say yep. no,
1: it's you know, it's twenty four minutes and over the state border, so not my cup of tea. How many agents would have not even called that person back because 'Cause they're not licensed right. in that state. Okay. So uh then we talked about the email and you know, um, the guy who sent the email was sparked to do that. Because it's something that happened on a coaching call where we were talking about opportunity zones. That's out of most people's wheelhouse. But that's popped up two or three times this week. So adopt the script. Yes, it would be my pleasure to help you with that. Ask for help when you need it. Ask about the prospect's situation, their time frame, and their motivation. So that scripting doesn't change dependent on situation, zip code, area code, price range, or anything. Just ask about their situation, their time frame, and their motivation. Be open to learning new practices. Versatile agents make the most money because they help the most people in the most varied situations. If you find something is not your cup of tea, Tim, you said this, or it's too far out of your comfort zone, co-list it, list it with your broker, or refer the business. But stop saying no. Not calling people back is the same as saying no, which is, first of all, not that professional to not even – address what they asked for help with from you okay but secondly you're also turning your back on the opportunity to be profitable to help your family and to accomplish your goals by helping the most people possible in the most different types of situations so be open to that you know i i would say the most common thing that i see is residential agents being resistive to leases and commercial business because they just don't know enough about it um, followed by being out of their price range And we talk about this too, that most agents start to wig out a little bit when it's the price range over what they are personally living in, right? So if your house is worth a half million and you have a $750,000 lead, maybe you'll do that. But if it's near a million, you start to be uncomfortable because you're not familiar. Well, we talked about on other podcasts, go preview like crazy and become familiar and then go help somebody. By doing that, you have your real estate knowledge anyway. Go ahead.
0: Along those lines, some of you guys are going to meander into – I'll tell you a true story. We had a – I think he was a premier coaching client, and I don't know how he got this lead, or at least I don't remember. But he got a lead for a $50 million – it was like $47 million uh, condo, believe it or not, in Mm -hmm. um, Manhattan. Okay, And this building was in this building that was notorious for being a billionaire – Russians were buying in this building, okay? and this building in particular was, I think it's the tallest, the Spire building, you guys who are listening in Manhattan, we have tons of coaching clients, you know what I'm talking about, because I know this building is notorious, so this guy gets this referral, and uh, he doesn't know what to do with it, he's in Manhattan, but he doesn't sell stuff like that, he knows that we know, pretty much all the top agents in the country, and some of them are superstars, like Frederick Eklund, who you guys know from Bravo TV, selling a million-dollar agent, and all that. So I text Frederick, and this is a true story. I text Frederick, and I tell him I've got this referral for him. And Julie and I don't get in the middle of referrals. When you guys, when you're a Premier Coaching member, and you have a need for an agent to list something, or you know, work with a buyer, or just vice versa, we don't charge any kind of mickey mouse fee we will put you in contact with who we know in that marketplace is going to be one of the top agents or you can go to our private facebook group and you can establish those relationships yourself um, so that's how we go about doing it. Well, here's the, here's the funny punchline. So I send that to Frederick. Frederick texts back, and I tell him what building it's in. And remember, this is a $47 million listing. And he says, nope, I don't want it. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> but you can see the yeah. funny part of that, though. But then, then I did find somebody for, for us to refer that listing to, and I don't think it ever did sell to Frederick's point. But then there was another one. I had a top agent in L.A., and this L.A. agent works with a lot of um, uh, celebrities, mostly actors. And so he had listed – I'm trying to remember the guy's name. He was from that – he was that actor. He came, He was uh, He was a guy – remember, it was a silly movie where he was like a prehistoric man. And um, uh-huh. yeah. he, he, you Can't know what I'm talking about?
1: Though. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. remember
0: his name either. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but anyway, that actor in particular had two properties in New York. Well, this L.A.-based agent um, did not have any referrals for the New York – uh, market and so I obviously we connected that up for him and then he ends up getting paid on both those. But some of you guys are going to have your un- your uncomfortable moment is going to be when you're being pushed into a higher price range or a lower price range. I'll tell you a personal story. So Julie and I get a listing call. Um, and she just signed off to go into Premier, She would remember all the details rather than me. But we get this listing lead for this little tiny. It is either a condo or just something that is not normally anything we would list. It was really cheap, an absolute like junky type property. If I remember correctly, it was like thirty grand or fifty grand. Not something. Okay, so we get this listing, and we get this lead and we have always lived by the rule that we call everyone back we try to be of service to everyone Julie and I've done that our entire careers Uh, those of you do business with us now you know that's true so we then um, call this person back now this is what I'm telling again if Julie were on the call she'd remember the particulars but this is the gist of it we call back we get that thing listed we get that thing sold it turns out the gal who was selling it had inherited the property but she was the secretary or the personal assistant for some executive at a local, um, I think it was um, Mettler Toledo, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. I think that's who she worked for, and she worked for the CEO or somebody who was in charge. Well, this one contact, this guy, uh, because she rant and raved about us, he ends up basically sending us like six deals, and all of them were over half a million dollars because he was bringing in all these executives. And in, the, in that relationship, and I'm not making this up, guys, that relationship, because he had a golf buddy who worked for Rolls-Royce. Rolls-Royce makes jet engines, and they were at the engineering department or where they made the Rolls-Royce engines was in, outside of our market in New Albany, Ohio. And anyway, so that Rolls-Royce guy was bringing in like three or four high-powered engineers, and we got business from them too. They then worked with all of us, and all this business came from Julie and I being willing to – Know not blow off a little crack house of a house that we normally would have just not even taken for – either we just would have blown off. You guys getting the point here? That's the reason the answer is always, it's my pleasure. When everyone, anyone asks you to help with a real estate transaction, the answer is always, it's my pleasure. And it would be my pleasure to help any of you at any time. If you guys need any help, email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. And we, we again it 's always our pleasure to help you in any way we can. This is right now one of the most challenging at the same time best times to be in the real estate industry that I can remember in the last forever. It just is miraculous right now the opportunities that this industry is creating because of all the change. Because of all the fear, because of all the consternation. Remember guys, the greatest fortunes in the history of history have always been made during the greatest times of change. It's easier to make money now when there's so much fear and consternation in the marketplace. I know that's a counterintuitive way of thinking, but it's also again historically accurate. Because the technologists, because the you know, the changing markets, because the this and the other things, and we're gonna be in an election cycle and people are going to be worried about that. And all these things that are going on simultaneously, going, and these brokerages are firing CEOs, and they're panicking about how they can stay profitable, and you're going to see all these people merging, and da, 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 da. all these things that happen at the end of a cycle, and that's what we're experiencing, the end of a seller cycle. That is going to create a whole bunch of rifts in the power structure in your individual markets where you're going to be able to seize that opportunity, and you're going to be able to get listing inventory, and you're going to be able to essentially accumulate more assets and all these things happen during greatest times of change you have to have your mindset wrapped around that and focused on the fact that as long as you're constantly aware that you're surrounded by opportunity in this industry frederick Eklund said it you know i had him on the podcast i mentioned him earlier and i loved what he said because it was so true he said i walk outside of my building in manhattan every single day and I'm surrounded, and we we're just there, so I know what he means. It's like ants. You're walking into a swarm of ants when you're walking on the street in Manhattan. He said, I'm walking on the street in Manhattan. Everywhere around me is somebody that has to buy, sell, or lease real estate. He said, there are no other, there's no other business in the face of the world, aside from maybe toilet paper and toothpaste and toothbrushes, where everybody needs to buy what you have for sale. Every single person around you, listeners, has to buy or sell real estate. Everybody is in the market at all times. Because you always need a place to live unless you're homeless. You understand why this is the greatest opportunity that you'll probably ever experience. But in order for you to seize the opportunity and get the most of it, you're going to have to not be lazy. You're going to have to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. You're going to have to learn the skills necessary to become really truly of service and of value to your community. If you're not experiencing abundant success, if you're not experiencing all that this industry has to offer, it's because you have not yet earned the right to that's as basic bottom line as I can make it. People aren't willing to pay you to do business with them because they do not see there's value in doing business with you. They choose somebody else who they perceive will do a better job. That comes back down to skills. That comes down to your approach to the business, dare I say mindset. So listen, guys, if there's anything we can do for you, it's Tim at or Julie at Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow.